Good morning. So this morning when I was, uh, or when I was thinking and praying about what to, um, to bring this morning, I very quickly had a sense of the word journey. And, I thought, and as I thought about it more, I believe God said to talk about our journey with God. That's our, our walking with him and his, him walking with us. Um, I may be, um, may be showing my age here, but I remember a song titled One More Step Along the Road I Go. And as I was thinking about this song, I thought, well, maybe I'm not that old because my kids used to sing this. And then I thought, hang on, my kids are nearly 30, so maybe I am old. Um, but that, that song has so many different images. It speaks of that constant moving forward. It speaks of travelling through good times and bad times, of trusting God when we don't know where to go, or of asking God for courage, asking God to keep us loving when things are tough. And it's these aspects that I want to explore further um, in our time together and to challenge both myself and each one of us as we think about our walk with God. There are so many passages or, or people that we could look at in regard to this, but I just want to concentrate on one particular character in the Bible that reveals a very clear journey with God and picks up the various aspects of what I felt we should talk about today. And that person is Paul. Looking at his life very briefly presents us with some very clear pictures of that journey and how God called him to walk with him, to serve him, how God transformed him and how God was with him in the good times and in the bad times. And that's my prayer, that we'll understand what God wants to say to us today. So the first part of the journey is that God calls. So God calls us first into a relationship with God. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. So right back in the beginning of time, God wanted a relationship with man. In Genesis 3 verse 8, God comes and walks in the Garden of Eden and calls out to Adam and Eve, where are you? At this stage they were hiding because they'd sinned, but God was still seeking them. And throughout scripture we find numerous instances of God calling people to himself. And if I just read a few verses in Acts, going back to Paul, Acts, 1, Acts 9 verses 1 to 6. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, 
Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So God came to Saul. Saul was out to um, cause destruction among the early church. But God came to Saul, um, who then became Paul, um, and called him to himself. But just as God called all those people in the Bible and throughout history, God continues to call people today. He continues to call us. And the calling of Paul, as for us, is not the ending, it's just the beginning. Paul was told to get up and go into the city and wait. And then as he went into the city of Damascus, God spoke to Ananias, a follower of Jesus, to go and lay hands on Paul to receive his sight. And Ananias was obedient and did as God had said. And this is a passage that that speaks of. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me to to you so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptised. So then um, Saul spends several days with the disciples in in Damascus and immediately begins to preach in the synagogues that Jesus was the Son of God. So um, God had called Saul, who became Paul, to himself, but he called him on in that journey as well. So as God has called um, Saul into that journey, he gave him a job to do, to spread his message, to love and to serve the people then. And as God has called us into a relationship with him, he's given us a job to do, to spread his message, to love and to serve those that we come in contact with, to be God's hands and feet in the world, in Surrey, in Adelston now. What has God called you to do today? Is God asking you to do something specific today? Are there people that God's spoken to you about or situations that God said, I want you to be involved in that? Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the second part of this journey that I want to think about is that as we walk with God, then we're changed. God wants to change us. God wants to transform us. Um, Paul was changed from a persecutor from somebody that was trying to destroy the church 
and, to, and those Christians that had followed Jesus to a person who proclaimed the good news of Jesus. And God wants, through the Holy Spirit, to transform us, to change us, to make us the people that God wants us to be. God can change us in multiple ways. Our thoughts, our speech, our behaviour. Romans 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're called to be different in our journey as Christians. We're called to live, lives in a di- live our lives in a different way to the rest of the world. And God wants to produce fruit in our lives, the fruit of the Spirit that God wants to produce is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. I wonder how good we are at allowing God to produce those fruits in our lives. How patient are we on a Monday morning? How kind are we towards the end of the day at work? Um, How gentle are we? Things like that. Are we open to God transforming us, allowing God to change us? And then the final part I wanted to look at about this journey is God walking with us, God being with us. And there are many examples if we look at the life of Paul where Paul recognises that God is with him. Paul and Silas in prison, just to read a few verses from Acts chapter 16, um, where Paul was put in prison. And it says this, The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword, because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. So Paul recognised that God was with him, even in the horrendous situations that he that he faced being in prison in 2 Corinthians 11 Paul sums up all the things that he had been through and yet he remained totally committed to God knowing that God was with him he says this I have worked much harder 
been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. I was shipwrecked. I spent night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. And, and he goes on to say all the things that he's been with, but he recognises that God has been with him in that journey. And just as um, God was with Paul, he promises to be with us as well in the good times and in the difficult times. Sometimes we might have that assurance and feel secure that God, uh, of knowing that God's with us, but sometimes there are times when we feel we can't see God is with us. There are times when we feel alone. There are times when we feel perhaps we have to deal with things all by ourselves. But God's promise is that he will never leave us or forsake us. I'm sure most of us will know the poem Footprints in the Sand. So I wonder, just concluding today, where are we in our relationship with God this morning? Are we as close as we should be? Or have we drifted slightly and decided that we know where we're going? Or perhaps we've failed to ask God what he wants. Are we going through things where you feel that you can't see that God is with you? You feel that perhaps he's distanced himself? Well, let's speak to him. The promise is that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So let's tell him what we're feeling and allow him to come close to us and to minister to us. As I hand back to Chris, um, I want this today to give the opportunity for people to receive prayer if they want to. If you do, then please feel free to come to the table over there and one of the leaders will be more than happy to pray with you. But let's remember that this journey that God's called us to, we don't walk it alone, but we walk it with him. Amen.